Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Redemption Thursday rolls on. Damn right it does. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew. Appreciate you jumping on board. If you missed the picks, real quick rundown of them right here as we get started with the second hour. Penn State plus seven against Michigan. Thanks to our friends at Metro Deli. That's not why Penn State's getting seven. Metro Deli. But they do sponsor the segment. And I'm Happy about that. Metro Deli's good. If you know, if you haven't been there to eat, you really are missing out. It's delicious. And I'm, I'm, they don't pay me to say that. Yeah. I, I, it's I good think breakfast, good lunch. It's a little, you know, I haven't had breakfast there in a long, long time. Sneaky breakfast, sneaky good. Breakfast is damn awesome. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, just breakfast in general is yeah. a very, very good. Your boy enjoy. might get some breakfast at a different time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. After one of the practices during the week. Oh, That's where I. Uh, it's a nice little over there. Yeah. It's a nice little right triangle I draw uh-huh. from campus to here, and that point is Metro Deli. Sit down, do a little work. Yeah, I go in the corner. So giving off the vibe of look, man, I got to work. I got to work, and I'm eating on. breakfast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Delicious. You mess breakfast. with a man while he's eating his breakfast. No, you don't. I I've said it before on the air at least once in the 23, 24 years I've been on that uh, that I used to get so excited as a kid I'd ride my mongoose. BMX bike home, and I'd be racing down the pink streets in St. Petersburg, racing uh, Pinellas Point Drive. I'd get down that street, and I'd turn, and then I'd hit Serpentine. I'd turn left there, then I'd come around Manor Way, and I'd take a ride off of Manor Way, and then I would pull into the driveway, and my mom would say, good, you're just back in time. We uh, decided to do breakfast for dinner tonight. Mm -hmm. Woo! I would be so pumped. It's not a popular opinion in my home, but Thanksgiving... We do a big brunch spread before we have the dinner around five or five thirty. I know some homes do, mm-hmm. you know, Thanksgiving around two or you know before yeah, yeah. the NFL games, whatever. But we do a traditional dinner, 
I'm more of a fan of the brunch. I mean, the food's fine for Thanksgiving, but I'm more of a fan of the brunch because it's all breakfast meats and it's got bagels and it's got uh, fruit baskets and stuff like that. It's just, it's delightful. I love that meal. It's my favorite one of the year. You know, I didn't used to be a fan of the uh, the places, like if you ever went to somebody's house for Thanksgiving, say somebody else in the family, like if you didn't host, I was never a fan of the early dinner until I got older. Now, mm. I want to have the early dinner for a lot of reasons, but one of which is you can get everybody the hell out of your house. <laughs> and that's a big that's a big thing. I want everybody, <laughs> yeah. let's go so we can get back, right? That's the famous, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. how I am with Thanksgiving. That's uh, Let's eat like at 9 a.m. so these people can get the hell out of my house. That's how I am. Yeah. And that's not very loving of me. It's just being honest. I want you to go home. It's going to be a tough one this year <laughs> with you know the game the next day. Yeah. That's a toughie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm on the road from Tampa at I'm, 5 or 6 in the morning. I'm not having anybody over. You have an excuse. It's a built-in excuse. Yeah. I didn't need much of one. <laughs> yeah, but you, <laughs> you got you got a good one. That's I got a good, a good one. one. I, but I don't need much of one. I think we play England at 11 in the morning on Friday, so I'm not going to be late to that. No. So I I no. said, "Listen, Jamie, we're not there there is no cocktail hour." After dinner, we're going right to bed. We're, I mean, this is we're having dinner. <laughs> You're we're telling going. your wife when she has to go to bed. No, That's well, because we, we have to go to the hotel away from the house. We got to yeah, leave. Yeah, we yeah. got to leave the house. We cannot be, you know, dilly dallying till nine, ten o'clock. We got to get up around four thirty-five and let's go. It's a big day. Got to be at Hotel Indigo by I think four o'clock that day. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's a big day. That is a huge day. It's a huge day. And then we get rivalry Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'd prefer that we play on the Saturday, but, but if we're we not, don't. And this is the benefit. This woo. is the ancillary benefit of not playing. It's going to be a big party that Saturday. That's right. Uh, Penn State plus seven against Michigan. I think Penn State may, may win the game outright. That's right, Harbaugh. Poser. Tennessee plus seven and a half against Alabama. Tennessee may win outright. Wouldn't be shocking. Would not be shocking. Wow. They've been good. They've been really good at quarterback. Holy moly. You've guaranteed they're going to get blown out because you're picking them in a high-leverage spot, and you don't like Tennessee. I have no ill will against Tennessee. It is a ah. – that is not true. I have made fun of Tennessee. I make fun of lots of things that I don't hate. Uh, but I have made fun of Tennessee for years because they've been easily made fun of. But it doesn't mean I hate them. There are things I hate. I'll tell you about things I hate, but I don't hate Tennessee. I'm just sort of a, eh, you know. Sometimes they had to get chopped down a little bit. That's all. When was the last year? We do this every season. The last year that Tennessee beat Alabama head to head. I can never remember this. I remember when that fat ass defensive tackle was at Alabama, and uh, then they block a field yeah, goal. Yeah, Mount Cody. Yeah, Mount Cody. That's fat ass. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, when was the last? Two thousand seven. Very close. Was I close? But it's it's a longer period of time. 2006. Okay. I, two, 2006? 2006. Sweet Jesus, Tennessee. They've won once since 2005. There you go. <laughs> it's 2022. Mount Cody was 09. That was a 12-10 to 10 final. One of the weird uh, things about getting old is that it, it, it happens a lot more often. You'll notice this, Tom, because you're almost 40. But it happens a lot more often when, this is true. when you get there. You'll run into somebody you haven't seen in a while, and the two of you, if you're roughly the same age, will begin to wonder the last time you saw each other. And one of you invariably says, as you get older, I think it's been 20 years. Yeah, yeah. 
And then it's odd because you think about it some more and go, it has been 20 years. Right. I saw you in 2002. I've got, <laughs> I've got a number for you that's going to yeah. make you laugh. So Tennessee, the most points they've scored against Alabama no. since. See, you're doing it now. I, I picked them this week. Okay. Since 2004, mm-hmm. the most points they scored against Alabama is 24. 24 they, points. They lit it up that day. They have broken the 20-point plateau in this losing streak to Alabama since 07. Three times. Three times. It's been a tough go you're for saying Tennessee. The four, they might touch into the 30s for the first time. Yeah. Since 2003, when they scored 51 on Alabama. They scored 51 that day in 2003. This will be the first time they touch into the 30s mm-hmm. since then. Okay. I love I love uh, Hendon Hooker. <laughs> He's a good player. Yeah. All right. There I said it. Syracuse minus three and a half against NC State. I just, just glimpsing that backup quarterback against us gave me cause to jump on Syracuse here. Maryland minus 11 and a half against Indiana. BYU in a pick against Arkansas. Tulane minus 12 against USF. <laughs> I couldn't sneak it past you. I tried to talk quickly, but I could RS is in the jackpot now. Couldn't okay. sneak it past you. Florida minus three against LSU. I got it earlier this week. I think it was only two, two and a half. Clemson minus three and a half against FSU, unfortunately. Um, and then uh, Purdue minus 14 to just wax Nebraska's beat up, sorry offensive line. Just not a lot of athletes on that team. You know Anthony Grant's on that team. Really? Well, he's no, their starting not. running back, and he's good. Okay. Behind that sorry offensive line. And uh, Southern Cal uh, plus three and a half against Utah. I just – I need Utah to get it going. They've let me down all year long. I like Utah, but uh, I took Southern Cal this week because Utah's defense is just not not what, they're, not what we're accustomed to, guys. This is not what we're accustomed to. So I circle back to the Clemson pick, and, um, you know, I have had this – I can't get a read that 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 allows me to feel good about the game. Every time I sit around thinking about the game, every time I try to look at it in-depthly and say why or why not, I just have a million why nots and one very small why. And, I, I, you know, I don't see it. I don't – yeah, I don't see it. But, hey – Stranger things have happened. Florida State's better than they were last year. So's Clemson. But um, the sneaky thing to point to about FSU having a chance in this game is the way that they dominated NC State for the first 30 minutes was more dominant than any stretch of Clemson's game with that same NC State squad. And that was Clemson having a ball game at home. Florida State went on the road and 17 to 3 was light. They got off easy in those first 30 minutes yeah. didn't see state. So FSU is capable of doing something that maybe even Clemson wasn't in terms of controlling a game for a short period of time. I'm trying to make the argument to give you the font size on the one Y goes from 6 to maybe 10, <laughs> maybe 12. <laughs> I'm listening or 14. intently, yeah. The other part was Florida State defensively had more success against Wake Forest, which mm-hmm. I understand Clemson had backups in there, but I, I'm pointing out that, a lot F- of backups. that FSU's defense, it, look, the last two weeks has been impressive. Point blank, it's been impressive. Wake hadn't seen anything quite like it when they played Clemson, and NC State didn't either. Florida State stopped the run for much of the game. Much of the game, not the second half, but they did for the most part. That doesn't, that's they not got nothing. Worn, yeah, but they got worn down, and, and they, they are that, banged up. That's not their fault they were on the field for 20 minutes in the second uh, half. I don't blame them at all. 
I'm just saying that that I think if you're looking at it objectively, you feel better about FSU's defense now than you did before this sequence of three games started. So there's a path, getting some stops. That is a path. And and I, I know I paint a, a, a bleak picture for this game because I think when we go through the segment groups, Clemson has the advantage in almost every one. So that in and of itself typically is a little unsettling. When they're better than you here and they're better than you there and they're better than you at the line of scrimmage in particular, both sides, that's problematic. But it doesn't mean you can't win and it doesn't mean Florida State won't play well and it doesn't mean Florida State goes out there hapless. There have been games three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. There have been games where you walked out there and went, there ain't no chance in hell that this team's going to win this game today. I mean, we've had games, Tom, where you and I have looked at each other, like turned off this mic after doing a radio show and gone, man... We're going to get blown the hell out. And then the other just nodded and we left. That that's Yeah, one of those years was um, Willie's game where he accused guys of quitting. And that game was 3-3 or whatever it was. No score into the second quarter. It was tied. And you're going, what the hell? And then it happened. And then as, it happened. Yeah, and then the ass yeah. beating occurred. That was the uh, yeah. rough in the kicker or whatever. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, but the point is we've had those moments. And that's not this. That's not this. I right. can see that's Just because not they have an advantage yeah, in most, yeah, yeah, if not yeah. all, segment groups, it's not It's not the same as it was three or four years ago, period. Right? It's it's all – the margins are slimmer. Yeah, much slimmer. So, hey, look, man. Let Clemson fool around and turn it over early and Florida State gets a short field or a scoop and score or something like that, and that place goes bonkers. Yeah, sure, DJ could get rattled. It could happen. You could see it. Uh, a lot of stranger things have happened. We don't need a miracle. I'm not right. I, I'm not I'm right. not suggesting that. We don't need a miracle to win the game. Uh I just if you're asking me point blank, and certainly you are, I mean this is the nature of the show, right? I give you my opinion. Uh then I gotta tell you, I, I think Clemson wins. I don't even think DJ has to play great for the Clemson to win. I think he can yeah. just be average and they could win. Look, you know, we're focusing on him and, and how perhaps the narrative is unfair given what he's put on, you know, tape, so to speak, or game replays. Mm-hmm. Stopping Shipley is probably the first order of business here. Yeah, well, and especially if you are... We haven't uh, talked about him a ton. No. I don't... I like Shipley. I, he's not ATN. He's not that guy. No, um, but given that we are at best inconsistent against the run between the tackles, you got to prove that you can stop yeah. him well, in order to get team, to the DJ conversation. Yeah, every team's going to go right at that center, right, yeah. right at the center of our defensive line. Yeah. They're all going to test it to see. And that's already in their nature of how they call their read options. It, it's not a whole bunch of perimeter stuff. They're power. They mm. want to run downhill with both of those guys. So you've got to answer for at least one of them before you can get to the other guy. And I think it starts with Shipley so you can get to the DJ conversation. Well, if we do that, I'm going to perk up. I'll tell you that right now. Um, if that happens... You know, I'll be on the roof for this game in all likelihood. I, I will sit. Oh, I will stand. I will stand tall at that moment because that is a game changer. Put on your uh, moth suit. I know. I, I, I'm going to tell you this: if um, if that happens, what it does do is it allows Florida State to get Clemson into second and third and obvious, and that allows Jared Verse to take control of a game. That gives him a chance to have the kind of impact we described last hour on this game, where they can't block him. He gets to DJ a few times. Who knows? That you know, you, you hit a guy repeatedly in a throwing motion, you might get that turnover we're talking about. You might now it's a big guy. 
So you got to you got to bring him down now. He's a big kid. Yeah, you got to finish that play. Yeah, you got to finish that play. We He's haven't been big, the best at guy. finishing yeah. plays like that. Yeah. Uh, so again, you know that's uh, that's a fun game if that happens. If it's second and ten, third yeah. and seven, that's a fun game. That's a great point. I, I think that. If you're going to get a turnover here, it's far more likely that it's because you hit him as he's throwing yes. because you're dialing up pressures than it is you're going to confuse him with you know, a zone coverage that looks like man. It's because you're bringing the safeties and you're well-timing mm -hmm. stuff better than we have in this season. Not these late developing the safeties off the screen blitzes, but we're around the line of scrimmage to force the action now. That's funny. I just read official 3D tray. Please finish softly. Yeah, he's a, referencing the fact that uh, any tackle on a quarterback these days, everybody holds their breath because in college and pro football, they have uh, decided to bastardize the game and pretend that you know the quarterback is off limits. You know, we we need the refs that uh, enter the building on Saturday night to understand it's a man's game, bitch. We got to play. We got to play. Let's go. These are two big boy teams. Guys get hit. It's football. I don't think they release the crews until you get there, right? You don't know it until you see the the sheet in the press box. They're worried that, that matters. Well, they're worried they're going to get egged or something. You know, I mean, these guys are so bad, and we know them by name these days because they've screwed us yeah, so many times. This feels like a Gary Patterson game. I just, <laughs> it does. Old Smiley. Uh, old Smiley, huh? If you're hearing this right now and you or someone you know is active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or a teacher, it's uh, it, it applies to you. My friend, Shan my friend, I should say, try to say Shannon and friend together. My friend Fran. Shannon <laughs> with Legendary Home Loans has a hometown hero loan program designed to make a difference to those who do make a difference in your community. That's right. So if it's time to buy a new home for you, it'll waive all lender fees for all hometown heroes. 1,600 bones you're saving right there, out the gates. If you decide to use their preferred title company for the closing, you'll save another $600. Now we're rolling. Here we go. Good times. Again, if you are active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or a school teacher, and you're looking to buy a new home, make sure you go see my friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Ask about the uh, Hometown Heroes program. Call 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN, or visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. It's 
Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk, Radio Watch and TV. My favorite song. On Twitter, at Jay Cameron Show. Appreciate you uh, listening. Hope you're doing well. Real quick aside, did you see this, Tom? Just a side note. Uh, you mentioned the World Cup earlier. I meant to tell you this. Of course, that's in uh, Qatar, where it ought not be. It should not be held there. We know that. We also know that uh, the way in which those stadiums were built, that stadium in particular, was criminal, quite literally. Anyhow, that's all on a side. Now, you know that. I just wanted to reiterate it. Special zones at that uh, World Cup for drunken football supporters. Did you know that? Oh, really? The sale of alcohol in Qatar will move from hotel bars to fan zones and outside stadiums during the World Cup, which runs from November the 20th, as we alluded to, to December the 18th, so nearly a month. Qatar is, uh, as you well know, predominantly Muslim, where public drinking is restricted severely, and it has decided to control public drunkenness, as one white, by ensuring there's an alternative to arrests. So this is good news for the hooligans and everybody else who goes over to watch these games and get hammered along the way. I wondered how that was going to work. Like, you don't want to end up in that prison. This is not a good situation. <laughs> this is, I mean, I thought this is going to get ugly because it's just going to be arresting everybody. Rules are rules. You're in their country. But instead, they went, yeah, we can't arrest everybody. We can't. We just can't arrest everybody. We would, but we can't. So we're just going to throw you in the giant drunk tanks that everybody can see. <laughs> let you cool it off. You know, that sounds like a fun zone. It sounds like a good pay-per-view channel or uh, right? like, you know, look at the alternate broadcast from the drunk zone. Yeah. Yeah. Go to FS1.com now. There are plans in place for people to sober up if they've been drinking excessively. That according to the chief executive of the Supreme Committee. How about that group, right? That sounds like it's on the up and up. The chief executive uh, yeah. of the Supreme Committee. They, they meet, I want no part of that. It's a very well-lit room <laughs> that they meet in, right? <laughs> or not. Or not. Oh, how great is that? And what do you do? I am the chief executive of the Supreme Committee. Oh. oh. So what's your robe size? Uh, it's a place to make sure... That everybody stays safe. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen a drunk zone where everybody stayed safe. That's never good. Rational decisions are not being made within that zone, Tom. Not consistently, no. anyhow. The rational decision would be to not go in person to this World Cup. That's, That's the rational decision. It has been reported that fans who end up in a so-called sobering tent, not the drunk zone as it was initially labeled, will remain there. Until they are sufficiently clear-headed. By whom? Who's the, who's the one who's deciding you're sufficiently clear-headed? The guys with the bullhorns outside of Doke talking about redemption. That's who. Yeah. Do you believe yet? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's loud is what it is. Every time we go in, I'm like, yeah. come on, man. Time and place. Get up out of here. Yeah. Anyhow, there's, there's, <laughs> there is that. Now we segue, not so gracefully, from that aside, as I called it. Again, sort of a shortened segment. But I didn't want to forget to do this, and this I'm serious about. Uh, there is a young man. His name is Sage Rubin. And uh, he is 16 years old. Apparently, I've been told uh, that he is a big fan of the show. 
and he is hospitalized. And he does not get to go, cannot go to the Florida State-Clemson game this weekend uh, the way he had hoped he was going to. He had originally planned to go to that game. He was really looking forward to it. He fell ill. And uh, anyhow, I don't want to get too detailed, but he's he's in the hospital. He can't go. And I just wanted to quickly wish him well. Sage, get better, buddy. We're rooting for you. We want you to uh, heal up. There will be more. Florida State Clemson games in the future, and you most assuredly will be able to attend those. Uh, but focus on yourself right now and feel better, buddy. And thanks so much for listening to the show. I appreciate it. Uh, big fan of yours right now, just the way you described being a big fan of me in your email. So we appreciate you, and uh, best of luck, buddy, and get better. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Hey, by the way, this always makes me think of my man, Leonard Hamilton, as uh, normally joins us before the start of basketball season, and uh, he is a lover of old music. Uh, and uh, we, we have conversations about music a lot, we have in the past, and then when you played that, I thought about the conversation we had about that band and that song, but anyhow, more importantly, like, it's soon, buddy. It is. You're going to regret if you never make it over there and watch these VHS tapes with him. It's going to be your your Roddy Piper thing. It'll be the second Roddy Piper thing. So prevent that. For people who don't know what Tom's referencing, Coach Hamilton asked me to come over to his house. He collects uh, footage, old concerts, recorded concerts. Um, uh, like like I'm a huge. He found out I was a huge Sam Cooke fan. I'm a huge. I am a Sam Cooke fan. I have box set and all this other stuff. Love Sam Cooke. And uh, he found that out, and he's like, you know, I've got an old video of him in Harlem playing live from 19-whatever-year-it-was. And, and, and I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, I've got a whole little like, movie room, and I watched, I'll put it on sometimes and have a glass of wine and watch this concert. You should come over, and we'll watch the show together. I've got a lot of concerts that I've bought over the years. And it was the coolest offer in the world, but I've never done it. I've never gone over there to do it. And, and we're on year eight or nine. And Tom keeps saying to me, hey, man, you need to go do that because it would be pretty cool. Admittedly, it would. I just always thought, I don't know if it, I, I didn't I didn't want to impose. I wasn't sure that he was serious. He sounded serious. Yeah. He has reiterated on multiple <laughs> interviews in subsequent years to start the season. Are, are you ever going to do this? So I think he means it. I saw him at basketball camp this summer uh my son was in his camp uh the leonard hamilton basketball camp and it was uh they, they, that is an awesome camp i'm not saying that because i don't i don't get any kickbacks or anything from this but it's an awesome camp and uh it was weird ray allen was there which was really cool and uh the cool moment for me i was talking to coach hamilton and then the camp ended for the day and bryce and i are walking out of the camp and like that's Ray Allen. That's the and we're just and hit, see his face. He's a basketball junkie. He's like freaking Ray Allen. I'm like, yeah, don't bother him with the way all these other people are. Let's just keep walking. Let's let's just do that. But it was it was kind of cool. See Ray Allen. Don't bother people like that unless you can do something that would make them smile. Like for example, uh, Drew Carey back in the '90s. Whatever, right? Mm -hmm. My cousin sees him, says, "Hey, can we take a picture?" And he says, "Yeah." So it's him and his 
girlfriend, and he hands the camera to Drew Carey. Like, if you're going to do something, do yeah, something like yeah, that yeah. rather than say, remember? The true life? Yeah. Oh, he thought it was hilarious, and yeah. he took the photo. So he has a photo uh, of, of, of him <laughs> yeah, that Drew Carey took. Yeah, 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 that's a great yeah, story. Yeah. But don't do the thing that Chris Farley did on the SNL bit. Remember that time? Yeah, remember that, that time that? where you did that? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Remember when you hit that three? That, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of did that thing, the Chris Farley thing with Glenn Hansard from The Frames. I, <laughs> I met and had a beer with Glenn Hansard, and I'm talking to him like that in retrospect. I got the picture. My wife took the picture. But I'm like, Glenn looks a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Glenn has this look like, all right. Uh, okay, man. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll take that picture. Um, <clears throat> there you go. That's a uh, good radio. That's my work done story. I asked him why he was at the F uh, the UFFSU game in 2010, the Urban Meyer and they quit on the sidelines game. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Aren't you the guy from Cold Pizza? What are you doing here? How great is that? Do you care about Florida State?" And he he was stunned. He didn't know what to do. No. He thought you were serious. This is the uh, partnership I have with ISF. This is time to solve for the future. Love my folks at ISF, your vision. You want to do amazing things. You have big visions and goals for the future and work hard at your agency to move forward while navigating very unique challenges which are inherent to government operations. And ISF is an IT and strategy firm helping people out in this regard for over 40 years. They've served state government business clients across the nation, not just in the state of Florida. They're here in Tallahassee, but they are all over the country, which is great. And they uh, can partner with you, and they're very collaborative. And we went to that kind of menu on the show um, as a better way to represent what ISF does with their clients. So I'm interacting with you guys in the chat, and I ask you guys questions uh, about this. Um, you know, when, when we're in tough times, right? We're in the middle of a two-game losing streak, trying to end a three-game, you know, trying to avoid a three-game losing streak. And we always talk about remaining calm, consistent, accountable, listening, and managing is the way they look at calm. And uh, uh, their version of climb. Yes, that's correct. Calm, consistent, accountable, listening, and managing. So, which would it be for this team? Um, where this team or coaches have to be more consistent? Is it in the realm of accountability? Is it that they have to listen better or better manage the game? You're asking me. I'm just asking everybody out loud here. You can answer in the, uh, the, the chat. Uh, it, you know, I would think that the vast majority of the people listening who do answer in the chat or think about this for a second would tell you that um, it would be better managing the game. I, I think that's what they would say. Yeah. I think they'd be right. Yeah, I think they would be right too. You could say calm applies to our fans too. <laughs> <laughs> they too need Aaron Rodgers to be calm. Uh yeah, I, I think, uh, again, I think it is probably better manage the game. They listen to the players, and they are accountable. They they don't yeah, – yeah. No, this group doesn't have anything. This group doesn't have those kinds of issues. You know, and, and you might have some of those as you get better players here, maybe. You know, that, that seems to come with the territory of being unbelievably gifted as you've got more headaches to, to manage as a coach. But you look at play calling inside the 10-yard line. There's a, we, we take uh, your favorite word, uh, circuitous routes. No, we do. 
towards the end zone. I'm not saying that we're going to win every offensive line battle from the three, and we need just uh, we just need to run the ball straight ahead. But you know, you can do that and try that though. Early, early down. You're allowed. You're allowed. Yeah. You don't need to give Micah Pittman a reverse. You don't need to try a, a jet little sweep action. Sneaky, from the sneaky two. Wyatt Rector <laughs> comes up, and and here it's it's a sneak. Yeah. You know, we did it against LSU. Yeah, we ran a fullback dive to DJ Lundy. You can do that. You know. We are pretty good, and we talked about this yesterday too, managing the game. The Wildcat is not that big of a gimmick if you're going to run power off of it. Correct. Or counter, whatever you want. If you're going to run your base and you're saying, I don't want to get Travis hit, but I really like the way that, in this case, Trey Benson, because Treshawn Ward's dinged up, I like the way he runs it. I like the way that Lawrence Toafili runs it. Whoever. Oh, I don't I don't think I want Toafili. Probably Trey Benson. Yeah. 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 That was the one thing where, you know, when DJ Williams transferred, he had actually found a home in that particular set, mm-hmm. and they repped it to, like crazy yeah. in spring, and I thought, oh, he's got a roll. That's going to be it. But you don't have to run a, a triple pitch reverse little option pass on second and goal from the three. You don't. There's no law that says you have to, Tom. I say let's get to – I say this about most offenses, though. To be fair, it's not just us. Uh, you look around the country and guys are in the shotgun on third and inch. I mean, these things happen all the time, and I'm like, okay, okay. Right. And by the way, I hear smart football people say this, and it's one of the things I push back on always. I don't, I don't think it's true. I don't think it's true. When you run your offense primarily from the shotgun – Okay, let's just say, you know, you got a, mm-hmm. a pistol, sidecar, all that stuff, let's say. All right, you'll hear people say, well, they're, they never rep under center, and it's not as easy as it looks. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I disagree. It is easy to take a snap. It's not a hard thing to do in football. It's not. I don't think you have to rep it very often at all. You can just go do it. It's not rocket science. Well, and we have enough plays that are under center. It's also not we, hard, we period. If you just think but about it, it's not hard. The dive is on an under center play, the toss pitch play that everybody was pissed off at, and you know, it's, a, it's an interesting call. But that's also under center, and it worked for us on that short yardage earlier by the 50-yard line. Like There are elements where Jordan goes under the center. It's, it's not a huge part of our offense, but they rep that. So I agree with you on its face as a general talking point. It's got saying. limitations. But in our particular situation in Florida State, it's part of the offense. They do it. So you can handle that. It's just, yeah, you can. You're right, because it's nice to be able to cite times that you have, yeah. sure, to yeah. bolster the argument. And they work on that in practice But from I think, time to generally time. speaking, I just completely disagree anyhow. I mean, I, I hear people all the, well, you know, if you haven't repped it, it can be, no, it's not hard. It's not hard. I can grab anybody off the street and say, come in here, I'm going to show you how to take a snap. We'll do it about five minutes. You'll be all right. You'll be good to go. We're all done you need here. to work on is your footwork. That's it. Yes. As you're getting out. It's not hard. Yeah. I don't know why people do that. I, 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 all the time, like, well, that's not what they do. They, they don't do that. I mean, they can't do it. Yes, they can. Stop that. Yes, they can. We have Miami game last year. ISF is like, we have cloud services. Don't yell at the cloud services. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It pisses me off. I sent that gif, by the way, the old man from The Simpsons yelling at the clouds. Yeah, Abe, yeah. Yeah, I sent that to a, a, a mutual friend of ours that's older that we used to see a lot back in the day. He was bitching about something, and I just sent him that, and it really made him angry. Was <laughs> it about sports? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was complaining to me about something over and over again. I just kept sending that gif to him, infuriated him, made him even angrier, so I kept sending it. 
Oh, thanks to our friends at ISF Collaborative. They are very. Look them up today, ISF.com, if you're so inclined. Again, they're an IT and strategy firm. They've been excellent for 40-plus years, so you know they're good. You, know, you can't stay in business being sorry for 40 years. That, that ain't going to work. I can now guarantee Florida State's going to win the ball game on Saturday. Do you know why? No. The adult bots have found the chat. Uh-oh. They're back. They're back. All right. There you go. Yeah, some butts. Advertising some butts. Here we go. Here comes a dub. Here comes a dub. <laughs> it's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Hey, you know, I think I'm going to take it over to uh, the Tallulah CBD and Juice Bar in a, in a few minutes here, Tom. That's what I think I'm going to do. Ooh, feeling cleansy? I'm feeling weedy. Uh, what? It <laughs> was not the answer I expected. Uh, well, you kind of, you led me to it. Uh, you want to be a hedgehog today. Florida's largest CBD store for... Uh, People and pets. That's right. Tulula CBD juice bar. Uh, it's not all. Hey, look, I brought this up before, guys. Again, no, no medical card needed here. You go on into the uh, Tulula, you're good to go. Plenty of non psychotropic uh, things to do. It can get high for you. <laughs> yeah. Good. 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 They do have the Delta Eight. They do have the uh, Delta Ten and the Nine. It can get high for you. Yeah. They got the uh, the hemp and the vapes and the flour and the, the goodness. They got it all, buddy. Gummies, too. They got everything. It's great. Good times. Uh, the juice is tasty, though. That's what I'm talking about right here. Good juice. I just like to see. This is where the chat is fun, the instant reaction, where people are saying, wait a minute, has Jeff converted from from the pint glass to the, to the edible? What's going on here? <laughs> I mean, I followed him to the bar, but I don't know that I can follow him to the, uh, the CBD bar. You can. The THC There's bar. There is plenty there that has nothing to do with the getting down. It can get high for you. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the other guy laughing. That's Rex Ryan. Yeah, he's like, oh, yes. That was the game where Jimbo in the post game said, oh, yeah. He's thinking about it. We shanghaied him. He's think- oh, he did say that. He did, said that. He said that. You're like, oh. That is Jimbo. direct quote, folks. Yeah, You're like, yeah, Jimbo. Yeah. They had no idea. Yeah. That reminds, and also Rex Ryan laughing. He's just sitting over there thinking about Beth Moen's feet. You're like, oh my god! It can get high for you. Yeah, he's like, he's staring at her feet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that means it's time for probables. <laughs> I think it does mercifully. Uh, it does mean it's time for probables, and we got two games for today. So one of them starts at three thirty, just in time for me to swing on by Tallulah, get whatever I need. Take it to the hizzy and watch Seattle and Houston. I think I'm going to hide on the two-cam shot for a while here. Luis Castillo and Robert Valdez. How you say? Would be pitching uh, probables? Yeah, nobody heard that. 
Seattle throw Luis Castillo. Nobody do. The Astros, Fromber Valdez. Guardians, Yankees, Shane Bieber, Nestor Cortez. Nestor? I knew that was coming. Has that been postponed? Rain? I'm seeing rain. Yeah, it has. Yeah. So tomorrow, 1 p.m. No! I wanted night baseball. No! This Bears-Commanders game is criminal. Nobody oh, wants to watch no. that. No. You could dip your toes in some hockey waters tonight. This is a night for Tulula. <laughs> I mean, this, <laughs> this is... You got... Yeah. I can't watch Washington and Chicago. That's criminal. Nope. The Polygons, that's who they are. Look at their logo. It is a collection of polygons mm. assorted like a W. You remember those little things? They give you the sheet of paper, and they say, all right, make this box of polygons fit the shape. That's what the Washington logo looks like. Hey, by the way, Operation Basketball, as it used to be known, now it's called ACC Tip-Off, appears to have been scaled. Oh, that's a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Sorry. That was just because. Yeah, it just felt like wooing it up a little bit. Uh, Operation Basketball, now known as ACC Tip-Off, uh, in scaled back considerably, uh, football has dominated uh, Tobacco Road. Local media markets, probably the only ones that were there up there. It was uh, held at the Weston Hotel there in Charlotte. With the women's event occurring Tuesday, October the 11th, and the men's event occurring the next day, the ACC Network had extensive coverage both days, Tom. And for FSU, they were represented by Coach Hamilton, Matthew Cleveland, and Caleb Mills. You think, right. you think Caleb's going to be a man this year? They have developed kids into people that we think are tough as nails, and we're very proud to call Knowles. I'm hoping that's what happens this year for Caleb Mills. I'm willing to wipe the slate clean. We have to. You have to because be, he has to step up and be good for us. It, I, it just it just does. Reserve the right at the under 12 of the first game to say, forget it. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, listen, I, I won't dance around it. I talked about this last year. At times I sugarcoated it, I think, in the hopes that he would come around. But my problem with Caleb Mills is that he wasn't tough and he would not go into the paint to save his life. So I – you know, I need him to be tougher, period. On a team that desperately needed that element to it. And somebody had to do it. Somebody has to do it this year again now that you're missing one of your post-presence guys. Maybe the key player down low. So. Well, I think Matthew Cleveland obviously has, has got a ton of room to step forward here. He is an athletic freak. He's got that alpha mentality, for lack of a better term. His body type is right. And all he has to do is learn how to shoot. And I am told that you could not have asked anything more from his offseason. He has spent hours upon hours shooting the basketball. Well, I mean, look, that's a guy that's an NBA prospect, a first-round prospect. you got to be able to shoot. Matthew remembers our long conversation about how it's troubling when you're profiling a player to draft and they come back with the descriptor, he can't shoot. So why did we draft Ben Simmons? <laughs> he can't shoot. That wait a minute. That's a problem. So wait, you're telling me all these things that are great about his game, but then at the end there, Bobby, you tried to sneak it. You just slid it over to me and said the one downside is he can't shoot. Yeah, man, we need to be able to shoot. <laughs> I saw a headline the other day about you know he's with Brooklyn, yeah, and I think it was Steve Nash still a head coach, whoever it is, said that he won't be the fully realized version of himself to start the season. So he, already in the preseason, your you're head coach is coming. You're making excuses before it already yeah, before yeah, even plays. Yeah. Like, 
Now, hang on a minute. He's gotten so much better. You, I can't wait for you to see him. And then they get close to tip off of the season, and he says, now, just give him some time. I told you I'm so excited, and I am. But when the season but starts, he can't shoot a lick. He, he's not all the way there yet. So temper those expectations, Brooklyn Net fans. I know that there are millions of you. Be careful. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, made my morning. Driving Bryce to school this morning. We're listening to a preview of the West. As requested. I'm sure it was. He, he was like, hey, yeah. Dad, put on that preview of the West. It, I mean, we were lo- he's locked in. Okay. He's giving me his thoughts on how far Phoenix has fallen. Well, does he want to give you sheets uh, when it gets to playoff push time, just breaking down all the teams? I'll bet he could. He probably could. He, he's going to watch it this year more than he ever has because he, he kind of came of age last year, figured it out, played organized basketball, was on his school team and you know, all that. And so now he's locked in all the time. And so it's like, okay, well, this will be interesting to see what he does. You know, he's – I told him, you know, I got you a TV. It's in the back. <laughs> Usually, the- you know, a parent of a teenager <laughs> trying to get their teenager out of the room no, and say, go like- outside, go do something, hang out with the family. You're saying, take your ass to the back. Take your ass to Those the back. Those 82 is inches a, are... Is a, yeah, that's for me. Yeah. Uh, it is a familiar refrain. Take your ass to the back. Both boys have heard that several times. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Get out my face. Clark's trying to watch nonsense on YouTube. Bryce is only watching basketball. I'm like, guys, you both have a television. You're spoiled rotten. Take your ass to the back. That's how this works. You're gonna have to put like a uh, a shift sign. Do you still have the, the little divider between the rooms? You have I don't know if it, I forget no, if it was windows. No, or, or it's just the yeah. doors that open. The doors. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the door, you could just put a shift, and then there's an alarm that goes off when it's take your ass to the back time. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Um, I know that looks like a really entertaining game of 2K. You're in the fourth quarter. It's one point. Got to go. Take your ass. That to was the, the back. alarm. That's it right there. You knew that when you started the game. Yeah. Zyler, I see that you noted in the chat that uh, stone crab season opens Saturday, and I like to hear that. Not because I'm going out there catching stone crabs, but somebody is, and I'll eat them. Oh, you're a big stone crab guy? Oh, love them. Yeah. Love love crab in general. Like, if you say, like, Alaskan king crab, love them. People talk about it's a lot of work for a little food. No, not if you're good at it. I've gotten good at it. (laughs) And I haven't done it in a long time. I will... uh, (laughs) Oh man, Director Matthew. Oh, I will. I, you know what's going to happen? It's going to happen. I'm going to for sit the radio there. audience and the know. podcast audience. Director Matthew wiped across the message, message that said more like stoner crab. Am I right? That was not directed to me. My friends at Tallulah would tell you that they you got it all wrong. Yeah. Got it all wrong. Although that is, you can get that right if you want. Maybe that's what they call a variety. You know how we name beers? Mm. And there you go. Here's your stone crab gummies. Yeah, and I meant to tell you, uh, I've got the bottle of Dos Artes uh, that I need to give you some from. Uh, and it's it's, for, it's supposed to be also for Ira, Corey. Yeah, everybody. And, yeah. yeah, no, I have not partaken in this year's Dos right. Artes. That, that was we from got. San Diego, Chris? Yeah, it was. Chris gave us that. I have it at the house. It's sitting there looking beautiful. Can't wait. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew, and all of you for watching, listening, all that good stuff. Appreciate it. Peace. Talk to you tomorrow.